0: We're here tonight. We have bellied up. I don't know if I can be I, I don't know if I can drink tonight. I don't know if I can drink tonight because the reason behind if I couldn't drink tonight is because we're talking about hot rods and cars, and you shouldn't drink and drive. It's not a positive thing to do. So I don't know if I can drink tonight, but we've got a man who said he's willing to zip around, he's gonna take care of me. He's gonna zip in, zip out, and zip over here and grab everything that we need and take care of. He might even be our DD for us joining us from parts unknown it's florida it's hot as shit it's like i don't even know how you can build a car down there with the salt air and everything else like you're supposed but, um, to only do arizona wasn't, wasn't say, Jim. it's not the best but joining us from all the way from florida and i won't call him simon what, what was i calling you yesterday Simons? simmons it's simons it's simons but i was yeah, i was calling you simmons but it's simons but joining us from street metal concept it's zip simmons how you doing what's up brother good to see you how are things how are things in the, the tropical rainforest that is florida uh,
1: very hot very hot for sure this is like kind of the part of the year that you curse yourself for living here it's not overly long you, you know it is more months enjoyable so I think it pans out. I mean, I've been here since '89, and oh, you don't it don't mean shit. to me. Know, that. I'll, I'll go on a vacation for a week uh, and to visit the snow. You know, I grew <laughs> up in the snow and loved it in Massachusetts, and moved down here, and then was bummed that we didn't have it. But you know, my parents moved because they were sick of it, and you know, so uh, it explains uh,
0: everything. Zip. So you're a mass hole at, at heart. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, the car thing makes even more sense. You're a mass hole at heart. You want to go fast and not and just cut people off. It makes sense to me now. And
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right, folks. Well, let's go ahead and knock down a little bit of house cleaning before we get into it. We're talking hot rods and whether it's worth it to build a hot rod. And Hot rod season is here. We're getting ready here in a couple of weeks. Uh, meet up some friends from camp. We're going up to uh, Saratoga for saratoga nationals are are coming up so it's all about them it's all about the car so real quick folks if you're joining us on the live view over my right shoulder and if you're not and you're listening to the podcast we've got sticker and a cause sticker and a cause is a pretty simple idea here folks if you've got your own podcast maybe you have a race club like good guys here in in new york and you want to support that and you want other people to know about it well you can reach out to me on facebook linkedin youtube twitter twitch TikTok, even Instagram and our email. It's all the above the bar podcast. Reach out to me. Let me know what you got going on. I'll tell you the address. You send me a sticker. I'll put the sticker on the big board and we'll talk about it. I've actually got one. Where did my wife do with my sticker? Here it is. I got to put this one up. This is not a sticker and a cost sticker. This is just my spirit animal, Anthony Bourdain. So I need to go ahead and put that on the big board. But yeah, you send me out a, a message and we'll put it up there. But you know, Zip kind of and I were joking around about it with the weather and temperature and things going on. Well, up here in the Albany area, things are heating up in August, and our sponsors, Budget Blinds of East Greenbush and Budget Blinds of Hudson and Kasaki, are running a special right now. Buy two tr- window treatments, get a third one free. That's right, folks. Buy two, get one free. And these aren't, you know, these aren't your typical store bought. Somebody may have to cut them down for you, or you hope that it fits into your windows. These are all custom window treatments to include, if you're up here in the Northeast, probably one of the most popular ones was actually invented here in the capital region, which are honeycomb shades. You know what those are there, uh, Zip? You ever heard of a honeycomb shade? Mm, I don't think so. So up here in the Northeast, they actually, if you turn them sideways, they look like a honeycomb shade. So they actually will insulate your windows. One of the companies they were telling me about, they actually have R values to their sh- their honeycomb shade, wow. where they can add an additional four. Four and a half percent or a 4.55 R value to a window may not sound like much, but if you've got a big draft in that window, it'll make a big difference. So, look, reach out to the folks at Budget Blinds of East Greenbush and Budget Blinds of Hudson, Koksake. Let them know you're there to belly up to the bar, and they're going to make sure you get that buy two, get one free deal. All right, Zip, the bar's open, the cars are parked, the keys are all hanging up so we all can have a beverage. We're not racing for pinks today. No. Or stinks. <laughs> so none of those things are happening. But, brother, I mean, folks, if you go look up Street Metal Concepts, you can go to StreetMetalConcepts.com or FactoryIsh.com. That's their other line and see some of the things that these guys are doing. If you don't know what SEMA is, go look up what SEMA is. Um, He's been at SEMA. You were at SEMA your first year, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah we, it was only a month and a half after we opened, and we ended up with a uh, build in our hands to debut at SEMA in, uh, well, end of October, beginning of November. I forgot the exact date, but it wasn't a lot of time. Uh, Jeff Allison, Allison Customs had started on the car, and uh, basically, he was a full-time airline pilot, and was kind of favor restoring it for Robert Kivy. And uh, he's got a good podcast, the Muscle Car Place. But so he was, I can't get this done in time, you know. So he, they were looking, and he didn't do paint and body already, so they were searching for somebody. And so basically, we took the car in, finished the metal work, finished all the body and paint and got the car together. It went back out to Jeff and got uh, the interior and wiring and literally got pushed into SEMA and looked like a complete car. You know, it got top pick of SEMA. I mean, that's kind of common.
0: But folks, I, I know we're kind of down the line with this, but it is the start of street metal concepts. But the other side to this is, I don't think people understand. If you don't know what SEMA is or you've never been around it, All I can tell you is to do that in a month would be the equivalent of an athlete going and somebody saying, Hey, you're a pretty good, pretty good baseball player. We need you to go ahead and be the starting pitcher in a month from now. And the world in the world series. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, it's game seven and we'd really, we're looking for you to win it for us. Like that. That's what that is. That's like SEMA. I mean, maybe short of like going to Meacham with like some crazy custom, but I don't know of anything bigger. Pebble Beach. Pebble it's Beach. definitely
1: become a platform for builders to display what they do and really make names for themselves. You know, it's, it's really just a trade show, you know, and the intent of it was for people that produce parts to bring them there and people that sell parts to see what's new and available. And, and then, okay, now they can add some stuff to the lines that they sell and they would use custom cars to highlight these really? parts, you know, but then somebody, people started bringing in some really crazy builds and then it became a competition and everybody's trying to outdo each other. And, you know, it's fun. Uh, you know, we honestly, we haven't been back since 2013. We don't have to, you've already, you've already proven yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's a cool event. We got invited by Ford a couple of years ago to display a car we had finished. And I had just driven to Texas to deliver the car to the owner that we built it for. Just got home and I get an email from Ford and they want us to bring the car out the ah, and put it in their booth. And you know, <laughs> cool. That's a neat opportunity. Oh, uh, I I'm in Ford's booth. I'm a cool dude now. And but that's about all you get out of it, you know. Right. I was like, "Are you paying for me to take another two weeks off from work and drive back out in Texas and pick this up and then bring it up to Las Vegas and babysit?" Yeah, they weren't they weren't trying to hear all that, right? And they're like, "No, you should be honored." I was like, "Well, I'm honored you asked."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my honor there, but you know, let, let's kind of roll this back even further, though. You know, I I know I was joking about it on our, our pre-show on TikTok. My dad, growing up as a kid, had a 68 Camaro with a 302 fire engine red with the black top, fish gills in, in the back. And it was a 302, which a lot of people don't know. Chevy had a 302 that was ported, polished and blueprinted and ran like a scalded dog. And so I had, we had that. We had a 48 Packard as a kid. I've owned an 80 T-top uh, with a 400 big block in it. And my wife has a 66 Thunderbird. We love cars around here. But I'm going to ask you something, Zip, because I don't know if she's watching or if she's listening. I'll know here in a minute because she'll come down the steps and give me a dirty look. (laughs) If I tell you what my address is, will you come get a car off my property and make it disappear?
1: Uh, Depends if you're paying. (laughs) I don't care.
0: My wife bought, a night years ago, a 1983 Firebird for $600. She was so excited about the car. I said to her I said, "You paid $600 and got it and brought me home a V6 Firebird." She goes, "No. It doesn't have a V6 in it." I said, "You got a you got a V8 Firebird for $600?" She goes, "No." I said, "What the hell's in it? You know what's in it?" Yep. It- Nothing. A four-cylinder iron duke. Do you know what they used to put those in? No. Fieras, Pontiac Fieras. No way. <laughs> so the same engine that was in the Pontiac Fiera is sitting wow. inside of my '83 Firebird that's sitting. None inside. of those came in it. Yes, that was a factory option. Oh, really? That was an option. Yeah, it was a factory option because it was the gas crunches of the early '80s. Right, right. So, but, but that's, but that kind of leads me into my next question. My wife would love to restore that. And she's like, oh, it would be so great. It's a rare engine. It's this, that, and the other. And we've talked about it. And here you are a car guy and you're like, didn't even know that was a thing. What are some of the things that when people come to you and folks, we're gonna jump right into like just talking about hot rods, I love them. Um, But what are some of the, the things that when people come to you with cars and go zip, restore this? What are some of the things that like you tell them that just hurt
1: their feelings? Uh, pretty much everything <laughs> right off the bat. I mean, you know, first, well, I really don't even need to see the car. I need to know what you're trying to achieve with it, you know, and then the car will come into play. You know, they're, if they're looking to build this super high-end pro-touring machine, you know, that can drive across the country and compete in autocross you know there's a lot you're asking for out of that you know if you're just trying to restore it back to original it's a lot less but still a lot of money and most times way more money than the car is worth in the end you know that every car has a market value and that's what it's worth Uh, you know that waivers but you know if you have a Early Ferrari, GTO 250, you can spend all the money restoring it and it's worth way more. That's a good investment. Right. But, you know, those aren't really my thing. I think they're neat, you know, but I'm a muscle car guy. And, you know, classic American is really where it's at for me. And, you know, and so most of our clientele is in the same boat. We have done a little bit of European stuff. And, you know, some people, they just want our quality. And we're happy to execute it, you know, if they're looking for that. And that's really what we started was a high quality, you know, bar setting, uh, you know, level. Uh, And so the I've learned over the years to have a very serious educational conversation with customers when they come in the door and help them understand the time and costs that are truly involved. The weight it really has for your emotional fulfillment, you know, because these are unnecessary toys that nobody needs. A lot of people want them, but, uh, you know, there's a lot to know. I mean, we've built cars over $400,000. And part of my spiel in the beginning is it's still not a Toyota Corolla. That's right. It won't what, last as long. That's a multi million dollar engineer machine. You know, I'm taking a car that was engineered in the 60s. Okay, I might put a modern chassis and a modern drivetrain, but it's still going to have the characteristics when you shut the door and the way the window fits and, (laughs) you know, and all uh, of it. You know, we can do a lot of hours and modifications to really bring that up a level and make it fit and act better. But it's still not a Toyota Corolla where everything just works perfect and is warranted forever. And, you know, uh, a great point, you That's know, a- and those are, and, you know, saying those kind of things to people make them think. I, I hear almost every time. I never thought of it like that, you know, and good. I'm glad we talked about this now. And you thought about that now before we entered into a relationship that was doomed for disaster. You, you know, I mean,
0: and nothing ever lasts on them and george who good buddy of mine and look folks you want another great podcast check out uh outlaw blitz the uh those guys george i have to ask you if i'm you let me know am i going to see you at uh if you didn't i don't know if you're into wrestling or not zip but the international professional wrestling hall of fame is in albany Oh no way not this weekend coming up but the weekend after that on the 26th is uh the convention and hall of fame
1: inductions Uh, coming up so i will be there nice yeah well george is asking advice for a young man building his dream car i definitely have advice you know if you are willing to learn how to do it yourself you know it doesn't matter how long it takes you can mess up a bunch of times until you get it right and you're still not going to spend anywhere near especially if you're just trying to make your car a little better, restore things, put some new suspension, figure out how to fix a rust hole and weld. And I mean, I have young guys come in that they want to apprentice. And, you know, today's age frowns on people being in the shop and not being under your payroll and insurance. And oh yeah. Up. And you know, I'm like, what happened to the way it worked? You bring in a young guy who's eager to learn and let him watch. And then start letting them touch and then it start letting them do and until he becomes a highly trained professional, you know, it's like it's sad. I mean trades in general seem to be frowned on. I kind of see a little bit of light opening on it to be honest. That I I don't know how it is there, but you know, just on a state level, I've seen, you know, commercials and stuff about trades and I like seeing that. You know, we're fucked if the trades absolutely (laughs) You know, that's the honest truth. Oh,
0: my God. That's a whole thing, brother. Like with we, you know, it's that. uh, Remember, it's the guy who lives in the million dollar house calls the guy. To pull the shit out of his toilet. Right. And what he doesn't realize is the guy who goes and pulls the shit out of his million dollar house lives in a two million dollar house. Because he goes and sees all the millionaires right. and takes it out of their pocket. It, it's it's an absolute fact. And, and I think you've got a great point with for uh George. You know what? You got time to learn how to do these things, and that actually kind of brings up and I love Nate. Nate said, Yes, we know that all the muscle cars can go to space. Thank you, Fast and the Furious. For <laughs> all muscle cars are spaceships, Nate. I, that's a whole thing we could talk about we're not putting my wife's car in the in the derby I've thought about it and it, its it's a one m well for you no no <laughs> well we had I, my 66 the 66 I gotta put a new battery in it um uh, but it's funny you mentioned trades we had to get the uh just a seat reupholstered took months and it was even more to find somebody who could do the work
1: uh it to get into- it. And there's more people leaving, passing than coming into the industry, you know, I, and I'm sure that's on all trade levels. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, nobody wants to go work their tail off for their money. They want to figure out how to get money easy. And, you can, I know?
0: A, can I be a YouTuber like Mr. Beast and you, right. know, you guys just throw money at me so I can go throw it at other people?
1: Well, yeah, no, I had a really good paying job before I opened my business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I just had that conversation uh, with somebody where uh, the guy went from a nice six figure job and opened his own business, and he said his kids were like, "Well, can't you help me out with this?" He's like, "I don't make that kind of money."
1: Well, what? Why'd you leave your job? Well, for these reasons. Well, that was stupid. Okay. Yeah, There's I mean, want- I, I wonder. When my son's twelve. I wonder if he'll. Asked me that because I mean I left my job because of my son, you know. It, mm-hmm. I I, w- I had was working a six figure job, and after my wife Brittany and I had our son Lane, the meaning of life changed. You know, I was building hot rods in my garage for me, and I was like, we we decided to move because where I was from Orlando, uh, when I met her, she was from down south, and so I moved down there. Then after we had our son, none of our friends had kids, you know, and my old friends from Orlando did have kids. We come up to visit for a weekend. We're like, wow, I really like that lifestyle, you know, hanging out with other dads and moms and their kids are playing and we're barbecuing and it was a nice weekend. So we decided to move, you know, so we liquidated, sold the house and that that was where I was, uh, you know, initially we wanted to move. I was going to, Change jobs. I could get an, the same job in Orlando, and what kind of work were you doing? If you don't mind me asking, I was doing collision, uh, auto collision. Okay. It was still a trade, you know. Absolutely. But it was, you know, and that's where. Don't get me wrong. You know, like you can just go to school for auto collision and go work at a body shop, and you can make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year painting cards. and all day and long. Normal now, in a production collision shop. That's where the money's at earning-wise, you know, for me, it wasn't fulfilling, though, you know, it was fun, you know, I did for seven years, I think, you know, cool cars, and nice vacations, and big house, and all this stuff, you know, and I don't know, more out, uh, you know, I have my son, and I'm building these cars in my garage, and I'm like, ah, you know, there's just something eating at me that I was like, when we moved, I was like, if I don't, do this now i never will because i'll move up there i'll get another job i'll buy another house i'll buy another cool car you know my wife traded in her audi q7 on a hyundai santa fe um, wow so, thank you, brittany i appreciate that that's and, awesome dude <laughs> that's that's <laughs> you know, somebody who, who saw your dream and said i yeah, think this could happen yeah you know and we we sold everything we rented a townhouse and you know basically i was using the money from that was liquid from, you know, liquidating everything to pay my bills while my business that my art dream business was making nothing, you know, and immediately I got involved in a project that didn't pay well at all. But, you know, there was exposure available there. You know, my business partner, Don and, you know, we were in high school together in Citrus County, you know, with Chris. And- ah, snuff daddy. Yeah, yeah you have snuff Daddy. And so, you know, the, uh, we just went for it, you know, and this is what we w- wanted to try to do. And we're still doing it. And, you know, we're expanding right now into another bigger facility. And, uh, you wow. know, it, we're still not making tons of money. And I don't care, you know, you're, happy like, you're paying it, the bills. It's fulfilling.
0: Now, But you just brought up something that, that I wanted to ask you about. So I think when a lot of us are thinking about restoring the bodies of our cars, this happened to me and you just kind of had a light bulb moment here. Do you think that that production body industry has affected the way people think body work is done? And what I mean by that is like, here I am with, you know, a Fox body Mustang that I'm like, Hey, I want you to redo, you know, the floorboards on this thing because they got rust in them. And you're like, all right, well, look, I'm going to have to get a new floor pan. It's going to take, you know, you know, Four weeks to get that, you know, matching it, da-da-da. I'll get it to you in three months. And people are like, well, fuck that, man. Why can't you just get it done next week? Do you think that production mindset has affected that, how we see yeah, that?
1: I I've seen plenty of that, you know, and it's taken me a while to learn a bit. This is how it is, you know, and our, thankfully our reputation has fed us well to where we can call the shots, you know, and and – you know it's how it is we're not calling the shots as in doing whatever we want but you know at the same time sorry i mean right now it's two years before you can get a car in my shop and you know and so holy shit. I'm sorry you know when we expand we may be able to accommodate that smaller work a little more effectively you know like right now we have all these big builds and like one stall in the shop, rotating small jobs. And then they come in, they just want some disc brakes. And then they're like looking at the other cars and, (laughs) oh, you know, maybe we'll do suspension too. Okay. You want to do that while you're in here? That's fine. You you know, and then all of a sudden their car's in here for eight months and we've done a ton, you know, we got putting superchargers on it and you know, whatever they want, Uh, you know, I mean, it's easy to get out of control here. I love it. Yeah, we got a nice
0: one here up by me uh, called Ensign Auto Body. And, and he's up here in the capital region. But he was actually a guy who educated me personally on a lot of this. The guy's name's Bob. But I wanted to get your feel on it. Is there, when do you just tell somebody, you know, and I know we talked a little bit about the cars themselves, but is there ever a point like you just tell somebody no? Like yeah. my wife's 66. I was like, Bob. I'm going to bring this over to you. I want you to redo it. He looked at it. He goes, dude, it's going to cost you right about $50,000 for me to get this car to look like you want it to look when it rolled off the floor. And it's not worth 12 when it's done.
1: Right. And I'm
0: like, really? He's like, go drive it and enjoy it.
1: Do you ever just tell people that like, please go, go, go enjoy it. Absolutely. I've convinced so many people not to be my customer with a good conscience, you know, and you know, like, really, you're upset about these little chips and this here, here's some touch up paint. Okay. Now the chips are gone. Uh, and, uh, you know, and you know, and not that v- brass or rash, if you, I know know what you, you know, like, yeah. you know, I have a real conversation with them. Let them see, you know, the other side and, And usually they're receptive, you know, I mean, I've had guys with big money that I given the option, you know, I still I'm like, you don't have to go all the way, you know, like we we did a car for this guy that became good buddies with uh, Keith and he, we ended up building this Bel Air for him that we bought a super nice bel-air to start with it was already on an art morrison chassis and had big brakes on it and a big block and a five-speed and beautiful paint and but you know it was a little dated looking so it was really more of a modernization and styling of it and bringing it to the next level and you know put a lot more money into it after that but then he had a very special car that took less than half the time to build. And then I think it was like eight months later after it was done, he decided he did want to do a build. And so he sold it and he sold it for what he had in it. Uh, And so that, you know, that was a, a fair shake in my book. Absolutely. Now
0: I know we've talked about a couple different things. Is there any cars out there right now? Like I've been seeing a lot of Ford Falcons like and it may be just that that effect that they say once you see one then you start noticing them like that's what that's an older car that i would like to redo but really topple my list right now for my next is a fox body mustang
1: yeah yeah i mean i feel like generation is all these things are lighting on fire right? because there's guys in our age group that did want these in high school you know when I mean, you're about the same age as me. I'm
0: 47, yep.
1: Yeah, so same age. And, you know, in high school, I was jealous of the guys that had the Fox Body or the IROC, you know. and like, was, you oh, The IROC Z.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and everything.
1: And they're in, in the high-end build, hot rod world. Those cars are starting to see the light of day. Are getting- they now? Oh, Monty, you know, I mean, George Pena, Rad Rides has a IROC Camaro they're building. It's probably over a million dollar bill. Well, that kind know? of leads me into it. Is there is there
0: anything out there that if you if somebody said to you like like George's son has has the 79. I miss my 80 every day. Um, but George's son has a 79. That's a kind of a hard car to find still right now. You know, they're, they're out there. Uh, there's some places you can find them. But is there anything that you would tell someone if they were like, hey, I want to have a father son bonding kind of thing where they they watch some movie and they the father. And listen, if you want to lose your kids, try building a car with them. Um, <laughs> there will be cussing. There will be throwing of things. It's not like the movies. It'll be a lot of like, I didn't say to get me a flathead. I said a Phillips head, you son of that's <laughs> what it's like. But is there any car out there that you would say, hey. These are pretty readily available. You can find them. They might be beat up. But it's a good, if you want to get into like a hot rod, look cool car that you could still find.
1: It's really hard to say, you know, like for me, I'm I'm not really a market guy. You know, I don't really pay attention to the market as far as what's valuable, what's not, what's easy to find. You know, it's really, my suggestion is, browse facebook marketplace in your local area and if something looks cool and is in an attractive budget range uh, you know then uh, go check it out if if for nothing else than the experience to go check out a car you know if you don't really know what you're looking at and don't know what you're getting into probably not a bad idea to hire somebody to come with you and, and inspect that car you know i've had people send me around the country to inspect cars oh, you know really? that they they're going to buy a car, you know, that's 20 states away and is $80,000. And, you know, and they're sending it to me like they're just going to go ahead and buy it. I'm like, well, don't you want to look at it? Uh, you, you know, and, and it's a good idea, you know, because I've had customers send me to places and I called them. I looked at you know, pictures and it was just falsely advertised. You know, and then it gets a thumbs down, and I get back on the plane and come home. So it wasn't a Toyota Corolla? Was <laughs> that it wasn't a Toyota Corolla no, that to you look at? No, uh, uh, there are quite a few of those. Uh, you know, I mean, they all look good in pictures. You know, there's usually a certain level that you can just snoop out and be like, okay, this isn't even worth bothering. And spend the time on it? Well, there's some, you know, and uh, uh, you know that enjoy it and uh want a certain car i mean uh you know a, a customer of mine he bought a bronco for his wife for her year uh, what? i think it was a 76 okay first gen first gen okay uh, and you know he originally sent me one and it was scary looking <laughs> you know and, and and then, and he had actually had an inspector look at it and he sent me the inspection report and the inspector was terrible, you know? And like, now that, that could have gone wrong. He was his neighbor. My, my
0: neighbor will inspect it. Don't
1: worry. Pro- probably, you know, I don't know. It, you know, and then I was like, oh, I'll help you look And man. Broncos are up there in the market. You oh know? my so God. Yeah. Like, oh Jesus. So I go man and, and he had sent me another one that looked really nice and I was like oh that's too much and, you know and then I started looking more and I'm like you might need to look at that one you sent me originally you know and then he's like will you come with me and I was like sure so we did a one-day Mississippian back trip and came home with the Bronco you know and it was damn nice it had some issues but for market it justified it you can fix the things that are wrong with it and still be in a good spot you know, and get a pretty awesome vehicle. I had a ninety-six Bronco XL. That thing. Yeah, that was the the OJ Bronco.
0: Yeah, that's the OJ Bronco. <laughs> if, you own a Bronco if you own a Bronco too, or you're telling me are you own one of these new Broncos, they suck. I'm sorry. The new Broncos are ugly. They're not what America they're they're not what the American public wanted for. They're not any interesting thing about it. We we wanted you to bring back the big Bronco. We wanted the two-door, sporty, I can take the back cap off of it. What I did not want is this impotent-looking thing that I'm like, because you, if you're a Jeep person, you're going to hate me in a minute. Jeeps are the most feminine SUV on the planet. I promise you, I want you to look for something, Sip. I promise you, next time you, you see a Jeep, it's a woman driving it. A
1: uh, my brother and his whole family is big into Jeeps, and uh, so, uh, you know.
0: Ra- Wranglers, every time I turn around, it's a woman driving it. They are just, they are the worst. And the second loudest car I've ever been in, the loudest was, was a Subaru WRX STI. Even oh, yeah. Like, even with stock, it was loud. But, so... Now, you were talking about traveling all over the place, and I don't know if you got an answer for this, but is there any – and we joked about it at the beginning, like Florida's salt is salt air. I'll be honest with you. If somebody told me, hey, I found this amazing car in Florida, why don't you come look at it? I would probably be apprehensive. I really would be because of so much salt content and salt in the air. Is there any place, though, that you would say to folks, or or does this even exist anymore – where you would say, hey, if you're going to go look for classic cars or ones that going to have less rust or you might be able to deal with, where you would say, hey, start here. This is where we're finding them right now. Or people are bringing to you from these places.
1: I mean, like the Arizona, that western air dry, dry climate areas are usually real good metal preservative areas. Uh you- I've got some unusually nice cars out of the Midwest, like uh, Missouri. And, you know, and they have heavy winters and stuff, but I don't know. Like, I've got some really great. We did a long time ago. I was working at a restoration shop, and we did a a tow truck for MGM Studios. And it was, you know, just a display truck for the theme park. And they brought it, and they already had one, and this thing was rotten. (laughs) So, we needed to source a new truck uh, body, you know, and it had like a fake boom on it that was just a lot of iron welded together, but that looked like a tow truck boom. And we got this '53 Chevy grain truck, start, ran, drove everything. It was like $5,500, I think. And when we were doing the body, the doors on this thing, I stripped primed blocked and painted not a lick of body filler or anything wow nothing perfect and you know there's a little bit of wrinkles on the fenders and stuff like that to fix but and at at the end it was kind of sad because you know it was disney owned like they're there every week and they want paint samples and they want to check how much weight can be handled by the rearview mirror you know they got a lot of insurance codes to follow and then right before they pick it up they told us Make sure there's no gas, no oil. Fill the engine with water. Fill the gas tank with water, and make sure this is immobilized, and that you can't open the doors from the outside. We had like a hidden cable to open the hood, and then a cable inside the engine bay to open the door, so they could actually sit in it and move it to where they needed to. Wow! It nice. meet all these standards. It was sad, it was like oh, we just killed the truck. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Now, you you also just touched on another thing. If somebody's going out there to look, and obviously, you know, you're a professional. You're you're the guy that's going to look at it and go, I see a wave there. That's orange peel. Oh, you've got drips. If you don't know what any of that is, folks, I did learn how to do some body work. I'm not good at it. I hate painting, but I know the terms. (laughs) But what are some of the things like body-wise? You know, obviously, I think most of us, if I go and I sit down in the seat and the damn thing don't crank over or I've got a puddle of oil underneath of it, I know there's a problem there. If it smells like mouse mouse piss, guess what? There's a mouse that's been living in it. But what are some of the things from a body-wise that maybe the average person doesn't know? You mentioned uh, body filler, Bondo. What are some of the things to be able to tell or how can you tell if those things are there?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's a misconception if it has it on it at all that it's a problem, You know, our show cars, we skim coat them head to toe, every square inch of it, block it out until you're back to the metal and the little minor waves have a little bit of filler to make it perfectly straight. It's a great product, you know, the the good ones that are out there and used properly, keyword, are (laughs) nothing wrong with. You know, I'm looking for... If I'm looking at nice cars for customers, you know, that they're buying in as I'm buying, I'm spending the money on a car that's already nice because I don't want to go through the paint process. You know, I like, to, I like to know how old when it got painted because the older it had been done and how it looks now is a big proof of its ability to last. You know, the televised auctions really exploded i don't know i love 15 years ago you know maybe even less and it drove a lot of garbage into the market because people saw oh my god look at that car sold for eight thousand dollars i can't believe that i can do it for 30 and that you know and people and meanwhile that car that sold for 80 cost 150 to build you know and so they're taking cutting every corner using the lowest of the cheap products you know oh there's a rust hole fill it up and splack it down you know and and you know when it's just freshly done why would you just finish restoring your car and now you want to sell it right you're not even going to enjoy it that's a alarm right from the get-go you know and and so you know there's a lot to look for you know if you got Look at the edge of your door, the inside of your fender lips, and stuff like that. You got Bondo hanging off the edges. Usually a car that's sloppily done will have plenty of evidence all over it that shows you that it wasn't done well. And the abuse of materials, you know, that's a good way to put it because all the materials are good to use in the right form. But, you know, looking for those kind of things, you can see images of you know stuff in the paint you know i mean if you're if it's a super high-end car that is asking a super high-end price now we're looking down the side of it and seeing how straight it is and how well the gaps line up and that's getting really technical but you know if they're demanding a lot of money for it to right. they, they get a high quality vehicle and so you know there, there's a lot of different levels or if you are want me to hunt a donor car for a restaurant, you know, my dream is a 69 Camaro and uh, you know, and I want you to find, but I want to build it. Okay. Well, I want to start with a good car. You know, if you're like, well, my dad left me this 69 Camaro and I want to restore it. Cause it was my dad's, you know, and, you know, and that, happens a lot you know and you have this super emotional sentimental driving force does your wallet match you know and there's an easier way i mean they sell brand new bodies for those cars you know they're still stamped aftermarket parts that they're assembled from but they're brand new metal. You know you don't just you just drop it on there and be done with it well you don't just sand it and paint it and you're done you know i mean there's a lot of metal work left oh, to is there? okay to dial it in and look depending on the level of car you want to do uh you know or a lot of times we'll find a very good condition old car you know that doesn't have a lot of rot you know when you got cars especially mm-hmm like the non full frame cars that are relying on that body to be part of its strength, you know, Mustangs and Camaros and all these. And you, when like all the understructure is kind of flaky around all the edges, I call that a soft car. And, you know, if you just clean that up and make it look better and then bolt it all together and put a higher horsepower motor and stick your tires and performance suspension and and the whole car is, like, cracking and breaking. Uh, You can't build a car out of that, you know. And so, I mean, there are so many different ways, though, to go about it, you know, depending on budget. I mean, you can have $30,000 and have a very nice classic car. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, I mean, you can have, I mean, today, popular cars are hard to even touch a rusty one for 10 grand but uh you know it's the car you start with and kind of knowing your end objective is important you know i always suggest just buy a car you can afford and drive it for a while and see if you actually like owning a classic car you know a lot of people never have you know uh, i mean my dad had an el camino when i was younger and an old c10 and I didn't really think much of them. I thought they were neat and, you know, or whatever. They weren't like high-end cars. They were just old cars. I mean, probably not that old at that time.
0: At that point, no, they were just right. cars.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it, it was, you know, just, uh, you can drive, but a lot of people, you know, okay, I got my mom's old Nissan Altima and, uh, you know, from my first car and that's a pretty nice car, you know, as yeah, far as. cars. Technology and engineering and a well put together machine, you know. Then you're like, oh, I mean, I had a customer. He bought his son a '71 Camaro for his 16th birthday. The fuck, you know? And I'm like,
0: second generation with those big. They had the big fish eyes. Great car, but God,
1: what 16
0: year old needs a '71 Camaro?
1: Well, and that was it. You know, he brought it to me and wanted me to do a special. it was a nice car you know and i'm like why don't you give it to your son for his 16th birthday as it is yeah and then figure out if he likes owning uh 71 camaro when he's you know a rich kid and all his friends have bmws and stuff like that you know and and then we can redo it if he's in love with it you know and he's like yeah you're right and then a month later he's like no i want to do it I, don't, I want him to have it for you know he wanted to do something special for his son i can't you know he's not That's wrong great. okay fine and, you know so we did it and you know we did a really cool paint job on the car and uh, you know and some updates and this and that it wasn't a full build but you know and then his son was blown away when he got it and then he's like dad I gotta pump the gas pedal twice just to get this thing to start. So, <laughs> 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 you know, but he wasn't cut out for it. You, you right, know, it's, it's a different. I want so Tahoe. Uh, you, you know, and hey, that's some people. Are, not everybody's a car person. The, the car people is a very small percentage of this world, in, in actuality. Uh, you know, like not everybody is uh, less people are not, or, or less people are than not. Your dad wanted a Camaro growing up, is what that
0: was. And, and we're getting close close to closing the bar up here in a in a little bit, but I'm gonna put you on the spot for for a minute there, Zip. I'm gonna put you in the spot. All right. Is there a car? A person comes in, and, and I'm not saying from a business standpoint, like, hey, I'll take the loss on this. But somebody brought into you and said, Hey, I want to restore this car where regardless you would be like, Yeah, we're gonna restore this. Like the first thing that comes to me is like a Yanko. You know, anything that fell under that Yanko tag, you know, to me is is exactly, you know, if I love I, I just love the story of the Yanko. But is there anything like that if somebody came into you regardless of how much work
1: it was going to need, you would be like, yeah, we're going to restore this. Uh, I mean, that kind of happens a lot. Uh, but really when someone brings something unique, you know, like for me, this is a way to do what I love for a living and really get to exercise skills and the ability to manage a team to, of course, talented artists that are all crazy characters in themselves and you know and, and i mean we're building a hot wheels replica actually tell it's me about that. that that right there
0: now, now that's know. which one is this it's the frankenstein right or
1: uh, er, er, eric rod right and i mean honestly that is probably the coolest build we've ever been involved in uh i mean it's just insane and i mean and this is not just built to look like it it's built to function as a vehicle you can he can go out with his wife and son and daughter or, or and go to dinner or do burnouts around the parking lot or hook up his gooseneck trailer and tow another hot rod on the back and oh, we're planning on driving this thing to sema uh, uh, yeah, yeah. and you know Hopefully we get there and without too much. You know, I got tiger blood, man. Oh, that's you know you heard that one right?
0: You know, I got tiger blood, man. I got tiger blood, man. (laughs) Brother, oh, so but is there one for you though? I gotta, I'm I'm gonna ask it again. Is there one though for you, if you want this to come in the door tomorrow? Like this thing comes in the door tomorrow, you haven't seen one, you've heard about them, and you're like. Yeah, this comes in the door tomorrow. I don't care if it's just a steering wheel and a flake of paint. We're doing that.
1: There's, I mean, it's another custom, you know, I always wanted, I was a total Dukes of Hazzard nut growing up, you know, like, I love that. But I've never seen a generally done the way I wish it was done you know i've seen them done where they've modded them and put a bunch of horsepower and and put different wheels and in different interiors or whatever but they always are just a regular body shape right. and like i really would like to do more of a hot wheels you know radical version of a generally uh, that that's one but really when you know people bring a cool idea uh, that that's what really floats my boat you know, I don't have. Everyone always asks, "What car do you want?" And I have no idea. Uh, you, you know, All right. I got one for you. You ready? All right. 1976
0: Grand Torino, Starsky and Hutch style.
1: Yeah, yeah. When
0: I was a kid, there was a neighbor across the street from my grandmother that had one. Oh, nice. So I mean, I feel like that's a car you could find though. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That, like, I, don't, those- I
0: don't think. I don't think a lot of people are running around like, can I get me a 76 boat?
1: Right, right. I mean, there's some of that stuff seeing its day, you know, especially like with bring a trailer and things like that. I mean, that's a whole other topic there. Uh, You know, like people just go nuts on that place and, uh, you know, drive the prices up of stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. But I feel like that—that's one that you you could do, because I—it's almost to me like there's a there's a group of cars in the '70s that we forgot about, yeah. Those big boat, two door coupe boat cars, that we skipped right over to the '80s square body. Uh, what are those G
1: G bodies? Is that right? Right, like the Grand National. The, the, the Grand National. Road. Road. Yep.
0: And everybody's running around with the the square bodies, but I feel like there's that whole '70s.
1: yeah you know i think it's when i mean obviously i was born in 76 so i didn't experience it but you know the you usually look over uh 1978 lincoln mark eight or whatever whatever. car you know i've seen them uh you know eight thousand dollars mint condition and i'm like i could actually afford that and i and then i'm like well i guess you put some big wheels and slam it down and make it cool and, you know, but when do I have time to do I mean, shoot, I got a, a 29 Durant in the container out uh, bag here. What is a Durant? It's a, uh, William Durant was a partner in Chevrolet in the very beginning and then split. Yeah, I guess he was. Uh, I, got, I learned all this after I bought the car. I, I bought a cowl panel and grill and then made the rest out of sheet metal because we got back from SEMA and had no work at the shop. And so I was trying to build something to like promote with and then eventually sell, but then we got busy. So it went, got put off to the side and it lives in the container. And that's kind of my meter is either one day it's going to be on the shop floor being built or I'm going to sweep it out of the container into a garbage can because it'll be (laughs) totally out of the way. I agree with you, Nate. The uh, Mustang and Gone in 60 Seconds is a super popular car.
0: It, it you know, but that, but you know, here, here's one because we're getting close here the Gone in 60 Seconds Mustang or the Bullet Mustang? Right. Like, which one would you rather have? I'm going to go with yeah. Bullet, but I'm a Steve McQueen guy. Right. 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 Like, I mean, Steve McQueen is way cooler than uh, Russell or not Russell Crowe, uh, Nicolas Cage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure on that. And um, he really actually raced. I'd take the Eleanor just because it is a higher performance car yeah you know the the like i've seen the bullet in person oh really it's it's an old car you know what i mean It sold for like several million at auction here and you know it's just an old car though don't drive that great you you know what i mean and then you have a car these old cars with modern suspension i mean when we do our full builds and you drive them you're like, holy shit, this is awesome.
0: Yeah, it's a totally different animal at that Yeah, And I think you you bring up a great point. Like my wife's 66. When you drive it, you can swing at steering wheel six inches either way before it actually ever turns. Right. And you're like, if you don't know what you're doing in that car and the nose is so long on it based on where you're sitting at, you don't know what you're doing swinging that around. You're, it's going to hurt when it hits something. Well, it's going to hurt something because you ain't going to feel shit. It's nothing. Yeah. but You're wrapped in steel in that thing. So, you know, anything, any shows or anything coming up anywhere where people can find you? Obviously, we've said it a couple times now. You can definitely go into streetmetalconcepts.com or factoryish.com. All of these guys, if you want to know what Zip's got going on, every social media is going to be at streetmetalconcepts. It's spelled just like it sounds street metal concepts. You can find them on everywhere where you got anything else coming up. Uh,
1: well, uh, myself and my, uh, partner, uh, Kirk Hansen, we started our, our podcast recently. I think we've done five episodes so far. We're doing another one this Friday. Uh, we, you know, we're releasing them on YouTube and then, uh we started with that and then we got it actually on a real podcast network. And, we're kind of learning the ropes, you know, it's really a automotive culture based podcast, you know, so it's a place we talk about different cars and the business, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of aspiring guys out there. Like we're, you know, there's, I've learned a lot from stuff I've done wrong and I'm happy <laughs> to share those <laughs> stories and maybe help someone not make so many mistakes. Let me uh, tell you tell about the I, shit I broke. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I mean, we, We don't really have like a show circuit you know we're usually down at nsra in tampa every december and we're probably going to start hitting some other shows bigger shows like you know a little traveling we kind of got a a large amount of high-end cars done and it would really do us well to bring those out and show them you know most of the time we finish them and they're gone and you don't see them anymore. And, uh, you know, and, uh, most of our customers don't care about car shows. You know, they, wanna, they want to, they want their the super badass high end hot rod to use it and drive it. And I kind of like that, you know, that it's not just a show pony, you know, but at the same time, it's nice if you uh, can use it and go to shows with it. Well, we'll tie
0: this one in together. Remember, uh, what was the Stephen King movie with the car? That was, uh,
1: Christine, that's Christine. another part. Of There's a lot of those like iconic cars that I'd like to do a version of. Do a version? You well, know. Well, we got our boy
0: Brandon just popped in from uh Paranormal at the Funhouse. Maybe Brandon and you could hook up. He does paranormal investigations, and you could find a haunted car, and he'll go ahead and go through everything, and he'll see if he can contact the spirits that were in the car. I like that. I mean, we could We could just do this. You could do a – there you go. Oh, you should redo one of the twisted metal cars from the new, from the show and the car. Oh, I love the show. It was so good. Yeah, that was a good show. I just caught that recently. Oh, you should de- if you you should definitely finish. They did a great, great job with it. And I didn't realize that um the guy who plays the clown sweet tooth, it's Samoa Joe, the pro wrestler. Uh. It's, it's Samoa Joe. I was like, well, look at that shit. Uh, Cause <laughs> I saw him in an interview, but look folks. If you're looking for car stuff, you're you're looking to find out about cars. You you have something, or or you got a question? Check out Zips Podcast. Check out what they've got going on there. Uh, make sure you're going on to StreetMetalConcepts.com. You're finding on Facebook and uh, Instagram at StreetMetalConceptsFactoryish.com. See what they got happening. These guys are willing to they're willing to tell you whether it's worth it or not, and that's the biggest thing it that so many of us need to hear is is it worth it or not to get done what you got to get done if you're finding us through zip look, i say this every week you may think it's cliche but take the moment give us a like give us a follow give us a share that five-star rating on on apple means that much that's how zip gets found out about other than amazing car shows and building amazing cars and all these other things that he does it's so amazing i mean Fuck it, don't give zip nothing. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that, man. That's bullshit. No, but if you're finding us us through zip, look, give us a five star rating. Give us a like, share, and follow. If you're finding zip through us, make sure you're going onto their social media, give them those likes, those follows, that little bit of love. It may seem like something cliche to you that takes half a second for you to just click follow or click like, but it matters to us. It's how we get things going, it's how people find out about us and what we've got going on. If you're looking to get into cars, this is going to be my big advice and zip chime in with uh, what you're thinking here, but go to your local car show and see what's going on at your local car show. And I promise you, you you're going to find out about something or uh, a car that you didn't realize that was out there, anything that could be going on. And a lot of times those guys are selling What they have, and you might be able to pick up something that somebody's already spent all the money to have it restored, and you can get it on on the cheap. So, something to
1: think about there. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, the uh, I don't know if you guys have a lot of cars and coffee events up there. The there's a whole bunch of them around here. I went to this big one last weekend, and it was kind of every age group every car genre you know there's classic imports modern imports high-end exotics classic muscle cars american muscle young kids old people everything and i was like this is cool you know where everybody's getting exposed to each other's thing you know and there's something to take from all of it you know and to any of your listeners if you have questions at all Look up through the website or phone number, email. I'm happy to answer. You know, I believe in education to people and trying to avoid the bad mistakes that many make. We <laughs> all make them. And next week, folks, we got
0: Tim. It's going to be an interesting one. The Above the Bar podcast is meeting up with Above Ground podcast with Tim. He's a local guy here in the Albany area, and we're talking mental health. Uh, we're 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 always big about that around here. So make sure you tune in with us next week. See what we got going on there. Now we have a tradition around here. Zip, you got to listen. You heard Leland and I know Leland was wild last week. (laughs) We're all breathing better because of Leland. Uh, It's happening right now. But if you caught at the end of that show, we have a tradition around here. The guest always gets the final word and don't log afterwards. We log off afterwards. We got to talk for a minute. So the guest always gets the final word. Zip, what's the final word for everybody?
1: Uh, Just enjoy life and, uh, you know, have a fun ride. All
0: righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been a Second Front Podcast presentation found on Apple, Spotify,
1: and wherever podcasts can be found.